Hello. Yes. Dang. Hello. I I can't believe I said yes in response to you saying hello. Honestly, kind of disrespectful if we're just going to jump right into it, you know? Mm, Potentially. However, maybe you don't know what I'm up to. I could be trying to, uh, you know, redefine the word yes. No longer will it be an affirmation. It will now be a greeting. What do you think about that? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Tell me. I can I can still find it disrespectful. I don't care what you're trying to do. I mean, I guess that is true because you could find anything disrespectful. That's right. But you know, I'm gonna have to counter. I'm gonna have to counteract that by saying you're kind of dick riding right now. You know, you're dick riding oh, the year 2022. No. So what are we gonna do? Honestly, with that? honestly, I don't even mess with 2022 that heavy. Mm, so now you're not rocking with 2022 so you're rocking with the people that don't like 2022 <laughs> sounds uh, like dick riding to that's me, me baby. that's me that's an independent belief though that's an independent you're rocking with independent okay i'm playing i'm done i'm, <laughs> I'm done <laughs> okay so uh, as of today yes. this episode Last episode, everybody knows, pre-recorded. We already came out. Guess what? Another peek behind the curtain. Technically, this episode is pre-recorded, too. Aren't they all pre-recorded? That's true. They are all pre-recorded. But when this episode goes live, I'm basically going to be on the way back from Iceland. Mm, Wait a minute. Yeah, because the last episode we recorded was for this week. So then this one is for next week. When are you coming yeah, back? Exactly. Uh, I'm coming back on Friday, next Friday. Oh, okay, I got you. I thought you are coming back, I guess, like a couple of days after Friday, like Saturday or Sunday or some shit like that. So I was, uh, I was a little I confused. What would that matter? I don't know, because uh, the phrasing of that sentence had me a little confused. But mm, there's no okay. longer any confusion in me. I'm here. I'm okay. ready. Okay, okay. Uh, Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... We got some topics to talk about today. We're going to date ourselves, but, you know, we'll, we'll just go with the flow. How are things going? No, man. Things are pretty uh, swagalicious, I think is the best way to describe uh, my life. I'm still down here in Athens. Uh, just got done mowing for the first time in a wow. long time. It's been a minute, especially with a push mower. They got you moving different. They got me moving. I'm domestic, bro. I am a, a yeah. homeowner right now. This is basically uh, the equivalent of like, uh, you know, like a prep program for, like, yeah. you know, like college prep. This is house prep. I'm out here feeding animals, uh, mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, just, you know, living my life as a homeowner. So um, I'm v- definitely very tired right now because uh, I, I am not used to that lifestyle, especially this lawn was a little bit uh, more tricky. And I'm used to my parents. Nice flat ass lawn can knock it out 30, 40 minutes. This time I felt like I was out there. I don't know, two, three hours. But that is also because I had I had to set up the the lawnmower, too. I had to build it like a like a Lego man. We're doing too much here. We're doing too much. You're right. Task when we're talking two to three hours. If you're not on the salary, if you're not getting paid by the hour. And stuff is taking two to three hours. Come on, bro. I guess technically I the one. task itself was not two to three hours. So, you know, you got to include build time. But you there. had to commit your time. I mean, like, what is even the build time? They have their uh, lawnmower just disassembled. 
Well, lawnmower was not working, so we had to buy a new lawnmower. They bought a new oh, lawnmower. Lord. So it got shipped. I had to pull it out the box. You know, this shit was fresh. It was me. It was all me. I put everything together. Uh, we got screws not going into the right hole. I had to whip out a wrench. I'm like, damn, bro. For a lawnmower, this is how we doing it? Craftsman? Come on, bro. Oh, yeah. This that is also anti-craftsman. I'm, I'm no longer fucking with them anymore. You said, what seems dangerous? I mean, uh, a lawnmower is like a, a serious piece of machinery. So, I mean, I feel like that shit should just come assembled. Like one one screw pop out, somebody the blades flying, somebody's oh no 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 not I didn't have to do all that much building. It was it was literally just the handle. I had to get the but handle. Just the up. handle, okay. Yeah, just I, handle. I was not building the engine. They didn't have me that doing. I wasn't that deep, but uh, they didn't have you added. You know, putting together the rotor. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to put the rotor. Yeah, in. Okay. That would have been great. That you're right. Would be very dangerous. We we don't fuck with that. However, the handle I also don't fuck with because they give us they give you a little bolt, right? And they're like, here, bro, just put this in the hole. And I'm like, all right, easy. Put this in the hole, and then there's like a little uh, wing nut on the other side that you just spin it in. You know, easy. It's like, it's just easy. You just secure the handle in place. What is so mm-hmm. difficult about that? Please tell me why they would make the hole not big enough for the bolt. Like, why would you build I mean, it? They built it incorrectly. Just sounds like tomfoolery and shenanigans to me. Just absolute shenanigans. Craftsmen, they don't know what they're doing. They give an instruction manual that doesn't explain everything. They send three instruction manuals for a lawnmower. I'm like, bro, why do I need one for the handle and then one for the for the engine? What too are much. we doing here? They're, they're just doing too much. So uh, th- that's it. I'm going to hop off my anti-craftsman soapbox here. I mowed the lawn. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I had a quote-unquote good time because I did get hella exercise doing that. Um, okay. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. I got a little alarm guess, going on. Sorry about that, everybody. somebody uh, calling up. What's this alarm for? This is your nap time alarm? This is my knee exercise alarm, bro. Because your boy... Oh, what the? Your you boy's trying PT? to get my... I'm PT, but, you know, ever since uh, junior year of high school, my knees have been weak. So I've been trying to... Oh, no. I, I've been meaning to... Oh, I feel like I may have, I don't know if I shared this story on the podcast before, but I did dislocate my knee while swimming, um, you know, oh. just in the pool, just having a How'd good old time. Drown? Bro, I was, I was a fighter, bro. I was literally in the deep end, uh, over like the, the nine foot water and I just had to swim with one, like with one arm and use one leg to, to kick myself back. I mean, it was in like a swimming pool, so it's not like I would have died. I'm sure the lifeguards would have gotten We don't me. know. That is true. I, I could have not been here, but I, I did have to swim back along. Like, I was literally at the opposite side of the pool. So I had to swim the, a whole lap, basically, with a mm-hmm. with a knee out of place. And it was not a fun time. Uh, but regardless. Like, God damn, please. Yeah, I, I, was, I was definitely <laughs> like that. I do still blame my mother because she made me take uh, swim lessons when I already knew how to swim. Um, wow. But, <laughs> you, you know how. I, I ain't never heard of nobody dislocating their knee in the pool. That's, that's, what, that's what everybody says. They're like, bro, <laughs> you, you would think that I, like, I don't know, that I would have kicked a wall or something or I would have hit my leg on something. But nah, just bro. Throw that joint out. That, that hoe literally just popped out of place while I was kicking the water. I was kicking water at the time. That's crazy. Um, so ever since then, my knees have never been right. Every once in a while, they try to, you know, they like to keep me on my toes, bro. Never let, never let, me know what their next move is so it'll just pop right. out sometimes uh right. last time was actually here in athens i was in the wow. bathroom shit popped out and i fell down 
But you know that's oh, not fall down. <laughs> I fell down and it popped it back into place. We got oh, all types of shit going no, on. My knee, bro. bro. But I, oh, that alarm. No. Long story short, the alarm was for me trying to do some knee exercises. Got to get the little quadriceps, the little hamstrings, get them bad boys beefy, so that way that shit does not happen again. So that way I can feel comfortable running again, and I can be outside. So I'm not just you know sedentary wait is that the word sedentary outside that is get me word. outside bro i'm trying to get outside but they won't let me my knee won't let me it's, it's uh a hindrance right now um but yeah man that's my life bro i feel like i've okay. i feel like i'm at therapy right now i'm letting everybody know what's we got up. you y'all got we me got you if i <laughs> shit bro if the world don't got me i know joseph and the player player podcast got me that's right that's right what about you, boss man? What's going on in the uh, the big? Uh, what's the nickname for Seattle? Uh, shit. The big shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The big shit. So um, yeah. So I got some stories. One, uh, we wanted to go to this place in Seattle called Kadima Khan for Amanda's birthday. Okay. Which was at this point two weeks ago, but the weekend of her birthday. Uh, they were closed due to like, you know, staffing shortage. And then the following week, I was on call. So this is the first time. Uh, this past weekend was the first chance for us to try and go again. Uh, unfortunately, we had to go to somebody's birthday party. Oh, like eight. So we we're like, but still, we were like, you know, we're gonna make it work. We're gonna go early, uh, get our dinner, and then go to the birthday party afterwards. Uh, this place is notorious for, I guess, having long wait lines. And let me tell you, we got there and we were like, we don't know if we're going to make it, bro. This line was wrapped around the building. Bro, uh, it's a fairly the... small establishment. But uh, yeah, like the, so basically what like the line was long as shit. And then we found out once you got to the line, you still had an hour wait. The, like the line was just to put your name down. <laughs> oh, so you shit. still had an hour. And we got there before the place even opened. Keep oh, no, no, so, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, we kind of lucked out because we only waited in line for maybe 30 or so minutes. 30? We put oh, our name down shit. for an hour. You know. What time did y'all get there? Flora. Uh, five. Okay, gotcha. Five. And oh. we ended we ended up eating like 6.20, 6.30. Okay. Not too bad. Not crazy. Like Not crazy. Um, But, yeah, that place is bomb. Highly recommend. Uh... I forgot what type of food it was. Maybe Malaysian or something like that. I'm looking but, at it right now. It does say Malaysian. Wow, look at me with the memory on lock. But it was fire, good times. Like enjoyed everything that they brought out. It was just just a great little little mood there. Um the day before that, we went to see Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Also seen that. We talked about it offline. Uh, my quickie review because this is not a movie podcast it's a game podcast i enjoyed it uh is it the best marvel movie in the mcu no is it the worst absolutely not does a lot of really cool stuff though that i would say some of the coolest moments rival some of the best moments in, in the top mcu moments that's how i'll leave it but extremely weird movie for sure um wacky and weird wacky and weird so we did see that as well nice um and uh that's about it like preparing to go to iceland which at at the time this like i said the time this drops we're gonna have been gone we're gonna basically be on our way back um and yeah just having a good time with that 
just having a good time. So excellent. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just get jumping right into it? We got a lot of topics here that we could possibly touch on. Um, and let's just let's just give the people a good show this, this today. Let's do this, it. Uh, this episode that's recorded a week in advance. How about that? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to do our little uh, clap and then we're going to jump right into it. Three, two, one. Clap. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 202 of the Player player podcast before we get started i want to give a big thank you to both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do and what is that our sin talk about video games talk about video games every thursday of every week we got around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them i'm your host joseph hooper aka the hoop man along with my co-host the icelandic Arsen Lakpa. Hey guys, it's me, our Icelandic Arsene. You know, definitely, I'm, I'm like a regional variant uh, to your normal uh, United States Arsene. The main big differences that, um, you know, are between me and him, I guess, uh, you know, I'm up for starters, I'm white, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little bit, a little bit of a big change, you know, if you know what I mean. And I'm also, uh, mm-hmm. damn, I don't know shit about Iceland. I can't. I can't. That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. No, but we don't got no info on Iceland. No info on Iceland. I'll come back. I'll come back with some info. Yeah, you do the bit next time. I was looking at places to eat. I was like, do they have McDonald's in Iceland? Turns out they do not. No, you're lying. Does does not look like they have uh, McDonald's, but they did have like this McDonald's knockoff. And then some dude was like, yeah, I got two burgers. A drink and some fries, and that was $35. Oh, and I was like, wait a second hey. now. Wait a second. They scamming they over at McDonald's. Wait a second. Yeah, the ice over here in America? Go to the right state, that's eight bucks. You can find the right state. True. So, I don't know. I might be coming back uh, much broken than before, but we'll uh. see. Uh, just a quick reminder, guys, if you want to help support the show, as always, playerplayerpod.com. Uh, go to the bottom of the page, visit our Kofi link, donate as low as a dollar. If you don't want to support monetarily, that is okay. You can help by sharing the show to your friends and leaving a positive review on your platform of choice. Also, just come and join the conversation, playerplayerpod.com slash discord to get invited to the discord and uh, have a good time when we talk about video games, anime, all that good stuff. My guy, let's jump into it. Let's start with uh, kind of the freshest uh, thing that happened in video games recently. Yes. Which is the Nindy Direct. I mm. purposefully saved my opinion. Um, I didn't talk about it in the Discord. Maybe I talked about it a little bit, but um, I want to kind of get our overall thoughts on this this week's Nindy Direct uh, and then kind of talk about the Nindy Direct in general. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. I thought it was pretty mid, pretty mid, pretty mid, um, dang, pretty mid. Like it just wasn't something that needed to have my attention for twenty minutes. It felt like, 
Um, there were like they had Gumbrella, which was crazy. They had a Leckhead, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those two were pretty cool looking games, but also the showcase as a whole didn't really have any sort of energy to me. Like there were some cool announcements. There were a lot of things that we already knew about for the most part. And there wasn't really anything to kind of wrap it up or kind of say, Hey, this is why we're doing this. Like there were a couple there things, like we didn't get a lot of dates. We didn't get a lot of big reveals. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the big reveals that we did get like Gumbrella was announced for 2023. So it just kind of felt all over the place. Um, it just kind of there. Um, so shout out to Gumbrella, shout out to Alekhead, that crab game. I probably won't play, but it looked interesting. Damn. Um, You're not rocking with so, the crab game. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on crabs like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really rocking with crabs in general like that. Bro, it's a souls like. I don't give a damn what it is, frankly. I'm going to be honest with you. He's sleeping, bro. I'm going to tell you that much right now. So I'm I'm assuming your opinion is different. My opinion uh, of the overall conference, I will make a disclaimer. I did not watch it live. You know, I completely missed it. I, I had it on my, you know, radar the day before when they announced it. Um, but then the morning came, I immediately forgot about it. So I didn't watch until afterwards. And even then I booted it up, put it on two times speed. So I think Mm -hmm. for me, that was way more enjoyable because I'm sitting there, uh, watching it two X speed. And then I kind of, you know, slowed it down for shit that I found to be, um, you know, kind of interesting. And overall, I'd have to say compared to the other Nindies that we've had in recent history, this one is like two to three degrees better in my opinion really it's like you know when i say two to three degrees i mean obviously it's not like you know that's not super crazy uh i guess i guess i'm considering degrees in terms of like you know your fahrenheit uh it's like the difference between i don't know what 68 degrees and 71 degrees you know 71 degrees can be pretty warm 68 can be kind of cool you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i'm feeling this one is a nice little 71 degree uh nindy solely because of the fact that we got a couple of release dates um at the well, not even a couple there's only one that i was interested in that was card shark um that monkey game looked kind of cool looked, uh and like almost in the same art style as ori um uh, or like mm-hmm. the same animation style as ori so that one looked kind of interesting um and then of course gunbrella and another crab treasure i think that's what uh the crab game is called so I'm excited, you know, you get me excited for four games, um, and then I guess also they, you know, said that Cult of the Lamb was coming this year for sure, so that's kind of a release window, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get me excited for four or five games, you know, I gotta say that the, the conference was at least some type, some level of success, successful, in my opinion. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm decently hyped. Not, not, I'm not crazy. I'm not sitting here jumping off the wall. Hyped. But okay. I'm, I'm excited for the future of these little Nintendo indies. Even though I know for a fact I'm probably not going to be playing any of them on my Switch. Unless it's a right. right. Yeah, I mean, where I am at with like the Nindies now, it's like there might be some cool stuff there. There may be one game that captures my attention, one or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. Like, but the days of like being genuinely hyped for the Nindies, I think for me personally over, um, you know, I'm not going to be 
I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna sit here and theorize over no Indy Nindy directs anymore. That's just not gonna happen. That's were just not we, gonna happen. Were we ever the, like excited for Nindy? Like, cause you know, Nindy's are separate from the Nintendo directs. Right. So, right. Like, and were, I were you ever I mean, excited? It depends, right? It depends, cause like, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of times in the past, people have been wondering, hey, technically. Silk Song is an independent game. True. Are we going to get it at the Nindy? Uh, technically, X, Y, and Z is an independent game. Are we going to see that here? But X, blah, blah, blah. Like, will we see uh, uh, Tunic show up at a Nindy? Or is that, you know, a big enough game that if it does show up on Switch, it'll be in the in the regular direct? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I'm personally of the mindset that a Tunic a Silk Song, anything like that, if they're going to have a partnership with Nintendo, a marketing partnership, it's going to be in the main showcase. I think they, like, after looking at this, like, the Nindies are for franchises that don't have crazy legs or still need to prove themselves. Like, they they announced Ooblets, which I guess was already on PC for a while. Right. Uh, it's coming to Switch. But, like, Ooblets doesn't have hype like that. True. People aren't talking about Ooblets like they're talking about Tunic or I mean I don't even know if Tunic counts, but like like especially not Silk Song, right? Silk Song has now outgrown the Nindy space. So, you know, I'm just gonna kinda take it in stride, I I think. Like I think I'm not saying that the Nindies need to go away or anything. I I think it's still enjoyable, but I don't know if I'm gonna need to watch everyone. I don't know if I'm gonna have to wake up early to watch these things or anything like that. It'll just kinda be like, Hey man, we got an indie showcase coming up cool i'm, I'm gonna start looking at these kind of i mean they're still better than the playstation showcases where we're like we're gonna talk about our partners for 20 minutes because those have just been straight ass uh for the past year but i don't know i, I this definitely makes me both optimistic and a little worried about what the summer direct will look like if we get one mm-hmm. i mean like, like eh, I don't know. I don't. I I try to keep in my mind now. I'm, I feel like I've kind of completely separated the direct. You know, we've got our Nindies over off to the side, and then Nintendo Direct is like kind of you know you can judge it in its own like light. I don't think it's mm-hmm. you know, kind of. I don't think it's too fair to compare them or like you know even like you know try and guess what the direct would be like based off of what the nin- the Nindy is like. Cause, uh, yeah, man, I think, cause like, think about, uh, what was that? We had a, didn't we have a direct last month where we got a couple of, maybe it was two months ago where we got a couple of little updates here and there about some like, you know, main Nintendo properties. That one I thought was pretty, I thought it was pretty lit as well, but that was pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't seem in any way, shape or form connected to the Nindy space. Like, honestly, you don't even really need the Nintendo name on the the ninnies anymore because i mean people are gonna watch them and it just i don't i don't know they just seem so separate to me right now so yeah basically where i'm coming from is the point of like there is a space uh between i feel like there's a space between what nintendo shows at the directs versus what they shows at the ninnies that a lot of the games are now kind of like lost in where we just don't know where they're gonna show up right like okay we've been we've been waiting for sports story for a long time like sports story was supposed to was announced 
a year ago, maybe two years ago. I don't even like forever ago. And it's like, all right, we didn't see that at this Nindy showcase. Is it like, do they have time to make a big deal about that in the Nintendo Direct? Like, I don't, I don't even know if that will make the cut at the Nintendo Direct. And kind of games like that, where it's like, there's stuff that I feel like we've seen in the past. Like, it's kind of like Gumbrella. Like, I feel like Gumbrella is now going to fall into that trap where it's like, all right, we got a 2023 date for Gumbrella. And now it's going to be like, when will we ever see Gumbrella again? Will we see it in a Nindy showcase ever again? Will it ever be like when it's ready to come out? Will it be announced in a direct? It's just like hard to understand where things lie. And especially like with the Nintendo direct coming out, like I know we got big Nintendo games to talk about. So how much time do they a lot to talk about indie games? You know what I mean? Indie games that aren't in this indie direct, right? So it's just kind of like, I'm still not entirely sure like how Nintendo wants to handle their marketing partnership. Whereas like, you know, for Sony, there are certain games that we know are tied to Sony. And it's like, all right, even though Sony is not making uh, for spoken directly, it is a PS PlayStation five exclusive. So we know whenever we get for spoken updates or Sony direct or PlayStation direct or whatever, we can expect that we, there's a good chance we're going to see for spoken. If not this upcoming direct, the one after that or whatever, Uh, Nintendo, I feel like is super different where it's like, even though something may get announced on the switch, they're not, it doesn't seem like they really champion the games like other publishers do, if that makes sense. Like, I see what you're saying. I see. They revealed Silk Song. And if this was PlayStation, we'd be hearing about Silk Song or updates frequently from PlayStation. Um, because, like, once you reveal it, you kind of expect, okay, this game is now tied to this brand. And this game is a game that people are hyped with, hyped by. So this, this like, publisher and brand are going to keep you updated about this game that they helped announce nintendo is kind of like hey we announced this shit but guess what like will we keep talking about it sometimes yes sometimes no there's no real good date attached to a lot of these games it's kind of just like out there so it's just that's kind of like the bummer about nintendo directs now where it's like we'll get a lot of announcements but rarely do we get a good picture of like when the big hitters are coming that are not directly, you know, being published by Nintendo. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Didn't they also, uh, didn't they also announce sea of stars? Like, didn't we first see that at the direct? I can't remember. Nintendo. I might be wrong. Uh, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up real quick, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. I I like that Nintendo has a good cadence on their showcases, which is why I'm not, like, super bummed about the Nindy or anything. It's like, hey, we get a Nindy here. This is cool. And I'm sure in, like, two months we'll get a regular Nintendo Direct, and they have a pretty good cadence about everything. So, And the showcases are never bad, right? Um Right. They're never just absolute garbage where you're like, why is this even included? Like, this is just some, like, random advertising 
Garbo game. Like when we have the Nindies, um, the games very much seem like games that were created by people who actually have a vision and actually care. Um, and I appreciate that much more than having Square Enix talk about fucking Babylon's Fall for yeah. four or five minutes. And that just that game just having like no heart or interesting look to it at all. So shout out to the Nindies, you know. I like I said, I'm not gonna look at them as like these super hype things. But more of as like, hey, we're getting a like a cool little showcase of games. Um, maybe we'll get some cool dates out of them, maybe we'll get some cool reveals. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at at this point. Got you. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of you got me on the on the same page right now. I think we we both un yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about Nintendo. I don't think there's anything else to say. Let's shut it down, Nintendo. Yeah, shut, shut it down. down. I I will say one more thing. Uh, kind of piggybacking off the um thing you said about their their like cadence of shows. I really really like that. I wish that um the other uh you know publishers or. I guess you know the major publishers, Sony and Xbox, um, mm-hmm. follow that. We, I think we should get some, uh, you know, Nindy level showcases from them as well. Yeah, I, I mean, they would make it a bit more polished, in my in my opinion. A thing about Xbox and PlayStation in terms of like the indies go, uh, I feel like we rarely get a really strong stable of independent games from either of the publishers like xbox i think is getting better uh especially with game pass like we're getting some pretty cool indie games come to game pass and like we we can try them through that but i think you know the bar nintendo has set is still so far and above and i think a part of it is because when you're playing on a handheld you don't have to worry about visual fidelity and certain things like that as much whereas if you're playing on your ps5 that is very much a factor same with your xbox series x or whatever um so yeah it's kind of weird that a lot of times we like playstation 5 sometimes shows off indies but i feel like we rarely get a showcase from them where all the games seem like unique and interesting and just cool endeavors um kind of like you know like when we watch an indie we see card shark we see uh umbrella we see x y and z x y and z and playstation and uh, and uh playstation specifically because i feel like they try the hardest because a lot like we're getting playstation directs a little more often than we get anything from xbox Mm -hmm. like a lot of times we get the playstation directs not a lot of indies and a lot of times the games that we see have kind of a sameish look to it. Like if it, if it's a Japanese game, a lot of times we'll be watching the PlayStation PlayStation Direct and say, "Oh shit, is this insert game here?" And it ends up being a completely different game <laughs> that looks very similar. Yeah. And I'm just like, so I would like to see, like, if PlayStation had like a showcase where they had like a Hades, a uh uh what's that one game what's that roguelike where you're running through like the little dungeon dead dead cells if they had like a hades a dead cells and just like a series of games like that and kind of focused and and drove or like a fall guys and stuff like that in one single showcase that'd be kind of sick 
I would like to see that. And on the Xbox side, I think, you know, it's all about curating the right stuff. Um, cause it, like they had, uh, replaced, which is an indie game. Um, and they had like Somerville and stuff like that, that they showed off at the, um, summer showcase, but obviously that's once a year. Right. Um, and they have their little Xbox indie game showcase that they've done before, but I feel like they haven't really figured out the right cadence for, for stuff like that. So yeah, man, I think it's a balance between showing quality indie content um, that actually looks compelling and, and interesting um, and, you know, pacing out the showcases throughout the year. So hats off to Nintendo for setting the bar pretty high on that one. Oh, true, true, true. We also saw Gotham Knights gameplay 15 mm-hmm. minutes this week. Uh, you talked about it a little bit, but I want to hear your review of what you saw. So what I saw, I'm just going to kind of like big, you know, overall, like my impression of it. It felt like, you know, I was in Mortal Kombat and, uh, you know, I'm a spectator, right? Mm-hmm. Dang, I wish I knew all the characters by name. But whoever the motherfucker who rips people's spines out is, that's the studio. And whoever got and the guy who gets his spine ripped out, that was the game, bro. It felt like they yoinked. Wow. Like they yoinked all like the bat DNA out of mm, okay out of the game. That's okay. Feel. Not all of it, you know. Obviously, you can see it looks like a hollow husk. That's what I think is the best way to describe what I'm yeah at the, the showcase elaborate but, what what stuff did you have problems with I had problems with like kind of that it seemed like a maybe this was like you know user error you know the way that whoever was playing the demo was playing the lack of fluidity of the combat um really kind of threw me off because like I remember from the Arkham games those games you know were very flowy very jumping all over the place very ridiculous in that sense but it was for some reason it was super fun to play it like that and even then you know that had it's like you know kind of like moments where that broke because you know you couldn't always be jumping from person to person if somebody was too far away or somebody was you know hit you with something you know you really get stopped in your tracks but it just seems something about i can't i don't know what it is just yet maybe i have to look at the trailer again but something about the way that it looked in this particular game just did not feel right i'm like bro like the the hits didn't feel like they were hitting hard enough i was really unimpressed with uh red hoods um character i thought that um you know somebody that like badass or whatnot seemed very like wimpy in a way the only like quote-unquote badass thing that i felt that he had was like his size he was like a big old linebacker looking ass dude but when he was actually, when he actually playing, you're kind of playing, you, you, his character seems kind of like bitch made. Like, you know, you're constantly uh, pulling at your gun, shooting, you're not in people's faces, you're not up to, you know, and I get, you know, he's the guy who has the gun or whatever, he used to kill people and shit. But like, bro, <laughs> put, your, put your hands on people. Use the, like, use the gun as like an accessory to help you beat, like, beat the shit out of people. I don't want to see you just shooting non-lethal rounds from like six feet away, bro. Like, I, I don't want to. Uh-huh. And then especially when I saw, I earlier saw a comparison video because both Nightwing, I think all the characters that are going to be in this game have been in like, you know, 
like DLC characters in the Arkham games. And yeah. the gameplay style just, you know, is not the same. Obviously, you know, something new. Maybe I could see myself getting used to it. But as of right now, I am not impressed. The only thing that might be able to hook me in is if they, you know, really execute the Court of Owls story. Because I do like that story a lot. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know, man. Not impressed so far. What about you? Wow. Wow. See, I'm going to have to come out and say. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. I thought, so I'm kind of split, right? Because I thought that, you know, the intro sequence that they showed was not, like, I didn't really give a damn about this. Like, we're on top of some building. These motherfuckers are, it looked like Spider-Man in a way. You know how you do those random, like, uh, spontaneous missions in spider-man on ps5 or ps4 or whatever and like it's like oh i'm on this rooftop and i just got to beat up these criminals and i'll get like a little crime token or whatever it seemed like one of those situations where it's like why are they fighting these guys like on this building it just seems like seems so random and like a hundred percent like even with the combat he's like oh yeah there's this ping pong style combat and uh, Nightwing is literally punching one guy and then gliding across like 20 feet across the map to punch some other guy and then gliding back. I'm like, what? This looks so damn goofy. Um, and then, yeah, like I didn't mind the guns. So I was like, okay, his gun combos look fine. It reminded me of what did that shit remind me of? Because it definitely reminded me of somebody else's gun combos in like a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a game where you can like juggle people with guns. Devil May Cry? May maybe Devil it might be Devil May Cry. Something like that where I was like this just I don't know, man. It just didn't seem yeah. it didn't have any value to me. Like you know when Batman's beating up thugs in the street, it's because like the thugs are just running amok in Arkham City or whatever, and it's just like a war zone. But you're just beating up a couple people to kind of just get to your next destination. I had no clue why these motherfuckers are getting beat up on the roof. Um, or they were breaking like, into something. Like the I don't give a damn what they're breaking into because <laughs> that has nothing to do with the damn Court of Isles, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and if it did, I missed I missed how they explained it, and the the setting was just so generic looking. Um, I like the idea of having like the gliders. I thought those were cool. Like the little mechanisms to get around the city. I thought that was pretty cool. And then like when Nightwing dropped into like some location on the glider, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, the, the one thing that I was actually interested in was when they were like, Oh yeah, like we're headed to like this layout, like this layer or whatever. Um, and then we kind of got back into the traditional Batman style where Nightwing or whoever was like perched up. He saw two criminals down there and took them both down. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is kind of what I'm interested in. Uh, I want to, I want to be like moving out throughout, uh, these different buildings, uh, learning about the story, kind of progressing the the main storyline. I really don't really care about all the side stuff and like the open world and whatnot. Um, I, I'm more interested in, fighting my way towards a specific villain and progressing the story that way. So that part of the game got me kind of interested. I just want to, you know, it'll be 
telling when the reviews come out how much of the game is just open world nonsense and how much of the game is like okay you can go here and fight mr freeze you can go here and fight i don't know whoever you know what i mean um because that's a little bit more of what i'm interested in i'm a little i'm, a, I'm honestly worried you know with the way that the quarter owls owls story set up that you know we're not going to get to see too many of you know, the OG bat villains, you know, obviously we're going to get, or they, you know, they mentioned, uh, you know, saying, oh yeah, we talked to penguin, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, one, I'm thinking maybe the studios might've thought, okay, yeah, we've kind of gone through a hella, uh, Batman villains back in, you know, the Arkham games. And two, you know, since this is like dedicated just to the court of owls, then, you know, you'll read the court of owls soon enough, but like, it's not really a spoiler to say the enemy is the court of owls. Like there are other, like, you know, people in there. So I'm a little, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of like the, the boss battles. Who's, who's really going to be the big bad. Cause like they showed off, um, uh, one of the, the court of owls talons. And those are like, yeah. like the, the big beefy ass dudes, like from the, the they're, those are the soldiers, the warriors who really be putting right. it work. So I don't know who, how are we going to, you know, go above and beyond that. Maybe they'll throw some curveballs in there that are different from the, the comics, but until I see it, bro, this one's pass. I want to say, when they brought out this Court of Isles soldier or whatever, I was like, how long does it take to beat this motherfucker up? Because he was fighting him, finally, like, knocked him down or whatever. Then he, like, charged himself back up, did a little revival move, and he's fighting him again, and then they did a little cutaway and he was still fighting. I'm like, well, how much of the game did you, you gotta, cut out right then? You gotta, you because, gotta read the comics, bro. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying like I, I, I get that these dudes are hard to kill, but I'm like, is that gonna be fun, bro? How many people I gotta fight? Because if it takes me right five minutes to be boxing this one dude, this generic looking dude, I mean, I mean, generic in terms of he just looks like one soldier, and the next soldier I'm sure is gonna look exactly like him. Um, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't want to be spending forever taking down one guy that's just reviving himself. So hopefully those battles are few and far between instead of like every location. I got to fight one of these same exact dudes. So we'll see. But to to going back to your comment about like Corvallis being the villain, one, I'm not against that. Right. Depending on how they do it. Like, I'm totally fine with the court of owls being the batman villain but just i just want someone who has some impact to the story or just has some unique ability or something that will switch up the gameplay and, and kind of the level design uh, yeah. to keep things interesting and also don't forget when they first showed us this game they showed us like mr freeze doing some shit oh um, and like the whole mission was like going to like taking down mr freeze so at least there's that, and then apparently you talk to Penguin. I don't know if you have to like confront him or fight him or anything, but at least there's Mister Freeze, Court of Vials. I assume there might there's probably going to be a couple more uh, villains hidden in there. So, you know, don't 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 count them out yet. Uh, the game definitely is like, you know, so so on it right now. I think the fact that it's co-op kind of makes me more a little more forgiving like if we do both decide to get it i think we'll be having a little more fun because we don't i feel like when you're playing co-op a lot of that shit is you you kind of just forgive a lot of this shit like if 
me saying like I don't really want to be on top of this building fighting motherfuckers. If we're just playing together and we're exploring the city and just beating people up, I'm totally fine with that. Like that is totally chill. Swapping between different characters and move sets, um, I'm totally chill with that. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure this is definitely one where it's not an auto cop. They got to either show us more or we're waiting for reviews for sure. Gotcha. What do you think about the uh, co-op being two-player only instead of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, a cast of four characters. It seems like the perfect opportunity to just say, all right, you and three homies hop in. But they they scaled it back. They said, nah, bro, just pick one. One friend. I mean, I get it. I get it. Development's hard. If making four players is just going to overcomplicate the game and, like, being able to manage the story and whatnot. Because uh, I imagine there's probably going to be some points where, hey, player, you know, Nightwing is trapped now. Quarter Owl's got this motherfucker. You you can no longer play as Nightwing for this period of the game. Um, so maybe it's kind of like there are four characters, but at any given moment, two of those characters are just out of commission due to story reasons. So, you know, I'm not. And also. I'm going to be real. I was never going to be playing with max out four people. The odds of that happening was very low. Um, So I'm not mad at it. Like if they get the two people right, I'm not going to complain. So we'll see. Okay. But I I mean, I, I will say I am kind of disappointed. Like now that we're starting to see a little bit more of this game uh, for this to be like the successor to the Arkham series, like the first game we're seeing from Rocksteady in forever. I'm kind of just like, all right, all right. You know, this is not exactly like, I honestly probably would have just preferred a single player Code of Isles game, you know, maybe not overdo it on the open world um, or whatever. But I'm like, I really hope this hits because if this is kind of just like a seven an eight, a low eight, um, after being like the big return from this for the studio after being gone for so long. I don't know, man. I don't know. That would be a bummer. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Uh moving on. Um I mean we're we're getting close to rounding out the episode, but you know, I, I wanna talk about Elder you know, t- weekly Elder Ring update because I'm getting deep in the game. Um and I was thinking about this last night. Uh, I'm in, I don't know if I'm in the end game yet, but I'm, you know, really pushing like some of the later content. Yeah. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like Elden Ring. I think I've decided probably the best open world game of all time. Wow. Probably that's like a pretty, I'm pretty confident in saying that I can't really think of many games that can compete with that as an Mm -hmm. open world game but as an rpg very middle of the road very very fine average average rpg best open world game of all time how do you feel about that take i can i can explain in a minute but i'm I'm curious what you think i can get behind it the only difference that i'll say i might even say it ranks low on the uh, rpg scale Cause you don't really, oh. you don't really. Even when you play an RPG, you want to get into the character, you want to like feel immersed. But every time I feel like I've played a, a Souls game, not like excluding Sekiro, because I feel like that one might have been the best one, um, in terms mm-hmm. 
you know, are like, you know, feeling immersed. I just feel like a like a dude just dropped off. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I, you know, high key, it could have just been me, myself. Like my IRL person could have been in the game. Like and it just it, it doesn't feel like your character and the world really like meshes together. You just feel like an object in this like world that's already established. Like every all the systems seem to be in place, all the relationships are there, and then you are literally just dropped in. So, you know, that's where I always feel. I mean, I guess other games, you know, kind of tend to do that, but they I feel like they do a, a better job of kind of incorporating you into the world, like, you know, kind of getting you uh immersed. But Elden Ring and Souls games in general, I don't think really operate like that on the, on yeah. the RPG side. So, that's why I'd probably rank it a little bit lower than mid on the RPG side. But I completely agree. One of the best open worlds, the level of uh, discovery in this game is just phenomenal. Even though I've yeah, not so- forever but you know i still love it on the there's two sides of the coin on the rpg side so there's the side of like exactly what you're saying just like feeling immersed in your character and feeling like you are taking on a certain role as your character i feel like elder ring totally lacks that um like when i think of rpgs and like the immersion immersion and stuff on as an rpg i think of stuff like quests i think of stuff like uh you know character character creation and certain skills and attributes that your character possesses that maybe other characters do not. Um, and then on the other side, it's all about like the stats building, the weapons, the armor and stuff, you know, and to start off, like why I said, uh, it's like basically average is because I do think they have a really, really good collection of weapons, um, like of all types for all different classes. Um, and there's a lot of weapons that have, really cool special abilities and stuff like that um and that's about it like the quest lines are interesting but they're just so hard to progress so hard to find and can and you know keep up on top of like i feel like you know some people praise Elden ring for that where it's like the the quests are just so integrated and like you know you really got to work to you know complete them and and whatever but i'm like that kind of does a disservice to the game because like one i don't know what's going on half the time i never know like it really takes me out of it when i'm playing something or i'm doing some quest and this person's like all right well i'm leaving now and it's like okay one i don't know if the quest is over and two i don't know where to find you so it's like i'm not really engrossed in this quest and what's going on um and like I'm just going to forget about you for hours until I either stumble upon you or I look something up and, and figure out what's going on. So I feel like that takes me completely out of it. And I said this at the beginning when I started playing and I still stick to it as far as like the, the RPG system in terms of leveling up and all your stats, exactly like dark souls. I don't see really any innovation on that side of the game. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, the system itself is fine. I think it's a like a good system, like the stamina bar, uh, the health. Like when you update upgrade your stats, a lot of times they do feel pretty meaningful and help you like build out the the build that you want to succeed or to use to succeed in the game. But like a lot of times it's just kinda like, all right, well, uh a lot of these weapons don't do enough damage. 
and like the effort that it takes to level up a single weapon to the point where it's viable is a lot. And there's only a certain, I feel like unless you really want to struggle or whatever, there's only like a handful of viable weapons. There's only a handful of viable spells, uh, for certain classes. Like if your strength, the case might be different where like you could probably get by with a lot of heavy, great swords and stuff. And you can't just kind of pick what suits you, but for like, uh, a mage or faith or whatever. It's like, yo, I can only cat like as I get later into the game, I can only cast so many spells that are actually going to help me take down a boss without have to having to be reasonably sweaty. Um, like, so that's it's like, whereas in Skyrim or fallout, I feel like the weapons are pretty standardized and like yes one weapon might do a little bit more damage one one sword or spell might do a little bit more damage but for the most part it's mostly about your general what your general level as a character and your weapons kind of just scale with you um and you don't really have to worry about upgrading your weapon Mm -hmm. to do more damage alongside with your characters and stuff so that gives you an easier time and the enemies aren't as hard so it just makes it easier to try out different weapons try out different spells and just do whatever uh you want to fit into the role of your character so to speak so i think that's kind of where elden ring kind of lacks mm-hmm. you know i i said this before i said again i wish i could use more spells that just look cool or just behave interestingly and just have that work in my build without having to worry about outputting max damage or having the right stat that scales so that I can, you know, use this viably. Um, so super average RPG open world, obviously, you know, and I'll probably talk to this more when I beat the game, but I don't, I don't know if any, like Zelda is the game that I can think of that comes the closest Zelda and fallout um, that come the closest to like, having a world where you're like walking through the world and you literally are amazed by the stuff you walk up upon. But yeah, man, like it's, it's really different, man. Um, the, the, it's next gen. Yeah. It's literally next, next generation. The fact that you can like, I feel like every time I play for an hour, I basically go on a new adventure doing something completely different than I did the last time. Right. Even if I, you know, I think I complain that all the catacombs and stuff are the same. A lot of times, even I'll go into a catacomb and like clear it out. And there's some hidden passage that makes the experience completely different than the previous catacomb I did. Um, so just like the level design in the beginning. Yeah, uh, for sure. They, they let you see the similar catacombs, but then I feel like late game catacombs. Oh, my God. Oh man, the the one I did this weekend was just absolutely ridiculous, bro. I was like, "Ain't no way y'all got me doing like," and it's crazy too, cause like the level design for like basically the entire game is so good to the point where like there are points in catacombs where you get so accustomed to what you need to do that there was one time I was in this catacomb doing something and i was basically like all right go down here oh, okay i'm here i'll exit i'll go back out the front and they basically built it 
so that there's a complete second like secondary part of the the level that makes it look like it's the way you just came so you're like you're thinking you're going back out of the catacomb and you're literally going deeper in through some other and you like you run into like like i basically ran into like a little mini boss or like a super heavy enemy thinking mm-hmm. i was just going back to the entrance slash point of grace where i started at. it was i'm like this is crazy dude like this is next level game design for real um and i don't think there's any game that can touch Elden Ring by like a mile when it comes to just like every for every hour if you're truly exploring and like continuously like pushing and like covering new ground for an hour you will go on a new adventure every hour that you play this game know that you will discover something new um have some interesting encounter um every single time so i mean this is this is for sure the goat yeah i I doubt affected the formula in this yeah it'll be crazy right because I really want to see a game in literally any other genre accomplish the same thing that they have with Elden Ring in terms of an open world discoverable game. Um, I think Outer Wilds is probably yeah, it's it's a different vibe, but it's probably the closest. Where that game is literally like it's it's not the same because you can be wandering around for a long time and not learn anything and basically just kind of be stuck in the mud until you figure out what's going on. But when you are uncovering stuff, you are kind of just like, how is, how does the rabbit hole go this deep on this area that I've been exploring for hours on it? And I'm still finding new stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I would love like, a, like a space city type game mm. that captures like a basically a star like i would love for starfield to capture the same energy as um uh elder ring where say you're flying your spaceship and you get you just randomly get hijacked and it's not like a generic hijacking that happens like that's a mechanic of the game it's like there's only like two or three of these built in the game and when it happens it's a big deal because you're like what the fuck like yeah what's going on or same thing like you go to some planet and you've seen uh you've seen interstellar right no i've not seen interstellar oh come on bro uh, come on it. no you, you it's on the list you gotta you gotta see interstellar before uh before you play starfield i'm not even fucking with you that needs to be okay part of the requirements all right up to starfield. I'll, I'll rewatch it with you bad 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 um but yeah, basically, I'm no spoilers, but um, it'd be cool to like go to a planet for like a like a specific mission and just find out that this planet is completely different than you expected. Like, hey, you're you you plan to go to this planet to talk to some guy? Well, yeah, this planet has been fucking sucked dry for resources because of some other some other you know I don't know pirate faction or something like that just just stuff that really makes you go like what the fuck like what is going on right here i was just trying to i was just trying to fly my spaceship and now crazy shit is happening um so and i think you know that'd be cool i mean gta is not exactly that gta red dead is not exactly that but it gets close i guess 
Red Dead, a lot of random shit happens. Yeah. I don't remember. That was just so fucking boring, though, bro. GTA. That's still cap. You're you're out of pocket for slandering Red Dead. Like, bro, the amount of times I went to some motherfucker's cabin and he's talking to me about photographs and how he wants to protect perfect the fucking. He wants to make the perfect photograph, and now I got to do five missions with this motherfucker, taking pictures at different locations. I'm like, this is the shit we see. I mean, you don't have to do that, but that's content in the game. That's boring as shit. I had a lot of encounters like that. Where it was just like, this mission ain't for me, dog. Like this, I need some action. I need some shootouts. I need something going on. GTA provided that. Where like every mission I did in GTA, some wacky shit was going on. Red Dead was too realistic, bro. Where it was like... It was too 1800s for you, huh? The fact that this man is trying to develop the first automobile is not enough to get me hyped about this fucking side mission. Like, every now and again, you'll see a woman on the train, train tracks. That would be fun. Got to get her off. That's a good time. But, uh, like, those 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 uh, spontaneous interactions didn't have enough sauce. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. We, just, we need um, more sauce in the future. We need more sauce. So, I mean, Ty Howard, if you, if you don't have what I just described in Starfield, don't even release the game. Whoa. That's all I'm saying. Don't even release the game. Like, I need some... I need some crazy stuff happening, like a mix of Mass Effect. You have to, because think about like uh, like Fallout. And, I mean, because like Fallout and it, it had it kind of had that had right those moments. Yeah, the good thing about like the thing I loved about Fallout is that the world kind of established, hey, these vaults are all over the place. So a lot of times you would walk into a vault specifically, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is going on in this vault?" Like, what was the experiment that was taking place in this vault? And then you kind of, like, find the logs on the computers and stuff and kind of unravel the story. I love that. I just want that to take it to the next level where it's, like, I expect to see something wild in a vault. But I want the game to start being, like, hey, when you least expect something to happen, we're just going to throw something crazy at you and just take you on a little mini adventure with this this thing. Um, yeah. So, well, we'll see. We'll see think that will do it for this episode i'll give you guys a little i'm gonna start giving a little sneak peek on the topic that i did not touch how about that because i got this run like now that we started uh taking this little new approach to the episodes i have this running list of different topics to touch there's been one uh item that i added on the list i felt like you know probably didn't have time to dive as deep as we want in it dr strange game now that the new movie's coming out Mm-hmm. What would a Doctor Strange game look like to us? I think we'll talk about that uh, in two weeks when I come back uh, from Iceland. But, like, who makes it? When does it, like, are we going to get it? How likely is it that it actually happens? And what is our ideal Doctor Strange game? What does that look like after coming off that movie? I think that would be an interesting topic to jump into. But I'm here for it. I got some ideas already. Okay. Well, hopefully nothing crazy happens between uh, now and the next time we record because maybe something will jump it. But, guys, until then, thank you guys for listening to Player Player. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to your, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways or you want to submit a question to the show, just visit playerplayerpod.com or follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. Big shout out, as always, to Aaron Miller for the intro music. You can follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. 
You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, and you can find my co-host Arsene here as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch, or Arsene Lakpa on Instagram. And until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks. <laughs>